Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, August 28th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We're glad you're joining us this morning. Thanks for being here. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And of course, if you'd like to watch us, you can type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. We also have to let everybody know about uh, WIBC night. Tickets go on sale for that tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Night with WIBC. Uh, It is going to be tomorrow. I know Friday we had said Monday and then they said no no, no, no. We, we made a last minute change. Mm-hmm. So night with WIBC tickets will go on sale tomorrow. Relay Indiana, our very fabulous, uh, phenomenal sponsor who has taken care of us many, many years now. They've been a longtime supporter of this uh, radio station. The great Jenny Barr and mm-hmm. the folks over there uh, are once again putting it on and you will want to get the, the tickets. Uh, because they sell out usually in a matter of hours. Yep. The show's going to be Wednesday, October 4th at the Indiana Historical Society. So once again, tickets for Live Night with WIBC, they go on sale tomorrow morning. You know, it, it's so funny. We've had our meeting, our staff meeting mm-hmm. about that. And our Matt Hiblin, our executive producer, and David were in there. And they're all, you know, hey, we got to plan this and we got to plan that. And you're in there and you're Miss Detail, of course. And mm-hmm. then they're like, Rob, what would you like to do? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think I'll be riding a motorcycle on stage this year. And this is actually how we do our show. We've alluded to this before. We're in the breaks. Casey will be like, hey, we're going to hit topic, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this. Sure, sounds good. Rob, you're not even paying attention to me. That is correct, Casey. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm just trying to deliver the train on time. That's my job. Here here is how it works, Casey. (laughs) And for those who don't know, I put the template together. I formulate my thought when I put the story on the template. I already have my thought. You just introduce it. I'll give the thought and we'll go from there. <laughs> Hard work is not in my vocabulary. Brilliance is. Radio excellence, yes. Hard work, no. That's why I got in this business. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the topic right now is Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, and some top Republicans are beginning to strategize about how to move forward with an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. So this is what? The latest sign that the House GOP is seriously laying out the groundwork or are they not serious? Well, the, the, you're, you're it's a great question, right? Yeah. Because one of the first clips we're going to play is McCarthy laying out all the things that have taken place since the Republicans took the House of Representatives in regards to things they found out about the Bidens. Mm-hmm. And when you couple this with the how we started our show today, for those of you who missed it, you'll be able to hear it on the podcast, which is Victor Shokin, who is the uh, fired Ukrainian prosecutor that Biden famously, for some reason, losing his mind or whatever, admitted in public, I threatened to withhold a billion dollars unless this guy was fired. Shokin made a very detailed case on why that was done, that it was corruption, that it was to protect the, you know, this Burisma company and the Bidens were making money off of it. And if you didn't hear it, go back once the podcast is up and you can listen to that. But you have all these things laid out that McCarthy's about to say, and you go, Trump got impeached for a phone call mm-hmm. and for telling people to go home. Mm-hmm. And what are you yeah. what are you guys doing? Like listen to all the things McCarthy claims they've uncovered in the past eight months. Well, Maria, first you've got to understand, only because Republicans took the majority have we found out what President Biden told us when he was running for office is not true. He 
He said he never had any dealings with his son's business, and that he never even talked to him. We've now found out not only did he call into the meetings, he went to dinner, and after the dinner, Hunter Biden got a new Porsche, that there was 3.5 million transferred. We now found out as he was a sitting vice president, the family created 20 shell companies. They received 16 of 17 payments from Romania while he was vice president. We now found that the money would flow to nine family members. He has to continue to change this. But since then, we found a movement of his administration of weaponization. We found that now the uh, special prosecutor, David Weiss, actually let the statute of limitations run out on Hunter Biden's taxes. We found that the FBI actually informed Hunter Biden and the inaugural committee prior to our ability to go and interview him. We also have a DOJ that um, gave us, tried to give a sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden, and the judge said no. Okay, so I think the big difference here that we have is that when it comes to Biden, you've got Biden, you've got the Biden crime family, you've got the DNC, you've got the media, you've got the three-letter organizations all stacked up on his side. And that is what the Republicans are trying to sift through. Here's an idea. <laughs> Why don't you do something about it? Yeah. Like they, they act like it, this is the thing that just burns me more than anything else when these people who are in the government with the ability to do something about it it's why i got so sideways with the ding dong from seymour because when you go on television or in his case on the internet or whatever else and go this is awful someone should do something about it whatever the cause du jour is hey idiots you're the someone yes you're the do someone. it you can impeach this guy tomorrow if you wanted to it took all of two weeks for trump when the democrats were in charge but with you guys you've got to have i don't know where the end on this is i don't know what else you need at this point to realize that joe biden and his loser druggy son were in a uh, pay for play pay for access scheme the limits of which we probably haven't even scratched the surface on yet. And this guy is going to be reelected or deceased by the time you guys get to decide whether you're going to impeach him or not. Okay. McCarthy goes on to say that the impeachment inquiry is a natural next step forward. If you look at all the information we've been able to gather so far, it is a natural step forward that you would have to go to an impeachment inquiry. And just so your your um, viewers understand what that means, that provides Congress the apex of legal power to get all the information they need. Because remember what's laying out there right now. We have an attorney general that could have lied to the American public, which he has now named a special prosecutor. They're, they have said two different things. And you have Gary Shapley on a little later today, IRS whistleblowers that have come forward that show that there's two forms of, of justice when it comes to America. But now when you look at this, it looks like a culture of corruption that's been happening within the entire Biden family. You've got to get the, to be able to answer that to the American public. The American public deserves any answer, who's lying, what information went on, who paid, and what foreign governments, when you found now that we know that an FBI actually had an informant, which got to a form of a 1023, claiming that they had bribed then vice president and yeah. saying that we would never find the money because they went through shell companies yeah. and withheld that from the IRS individuals investigating Hunter yeah. Biden. He always seems so calm when he's talking about this.
Do you think he's saying this stuff just to get some of his angry Republican friends off his back? I think he's a total beta male, Mm. and I think he's a guy who just simply wanted to be Speaker of the House, and I don't think he actually wants any of the drama that comes with being Speaker of the House. I don't think McCarthy actually wants to impeach Biden. I think McCarthy is a swamp creature who's totally fine with most of the stuff that goes on because, well, look at what his colleagues and cronies in the House and Senate are involved with on a bevy of issues. But he's forced to do this. He has to do it to keep his speakership. And it's 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 just something he has to do. And he is obviously doing it begrudgingly, which is why eight months in and we haven't even started the inquiry, mm-hmm. much less got to the actual impeachment, despite a cavalcade of evidence, including now Victor Shokin coming <laughs> yeah, out and himself. saying, yeah. I mean, he could have just saved you eight months, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's the guy. Uh, all right, Casey, let's take a break. When we come back, Two old ladies told me a story yesterday, and I've not told you about this. No. And it is the most unbelievable story ever, and you've got to help me determine whether or not these ladies were full of bullcrap or they were telling me the truth. (laughs) Okay. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 19 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, so I've not told you this story yet because I wanted your initial gut reaction to this. And I am going to need everyone in listener land. You can weigh in at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, our YouTube chat. Hello to everybody in the in the YouTube chat. You can call our uh, voicemail, 317-684-8444. I'm just going to need everybody to weigh in on whether these people <laughs> uh, are some of the greatest I mean, like, like storytellers. A, yes, thank you. Or that this is actually true, and I'm leaning towards it actually being true because of the sincerity with which they said it. And there's no way they would have been able to make this up on the fly. All right, are you ready? Yeah. So I'm working my second job at the golf course yesterday, and yeah. these two older ladies come in and there was an outing at the golf course and they were saying hey look you know we're here for the the outing and where do we go to meet the golfers as they get in whatever and so I looked at them and they they look very similar and I said uh, I said wow you two you two ladies kind of look alike and they said well yeah we're we're twins okay and looking at them I thought okay it's close enough it's not exactly identical twins but I said you know and they said well you were 83 years old I thought okay well you know 83 years old people age differently whatever it's close enough you can clearly tell lifestyle choices you can clearly tell that they're related in some shape form or fashion or at least they certainly look it I said wow 80 83 years old and I you know we got to shoot in the breeze and the lady goes yeah I'm Lavelle, and this is my sister, Lanelle. And I said, wait a second. I said, you guys are twins, twins. So you came out at the same time, uh-huh. and your parents decided on the names Lavelle and Lanelle. Not that there's anything wrong with those names. I'm saying, but can you imagine having two people who look right. basically the same, and the names are basically the same? And here's what she told me. And this is this is where I have no idea if this is true or not. Casey, you can tell me. She said, yeah, I, this, the lady who was telling me the story said, yeah, they didn't know I was coming. Oh. So they had... 
They had the first one. Sure. And then magically, and I'm sitting there going, well, there's no way they didn't know you were coming. And then I thought, well, 83 years ago, they have ultrasound. So how would you know how many babies are in there? And they said, I was born. And they were like in a panic because they didn't have a plan for a name. And my dad was just like, well, the one's Linnell. Let's just call her Lavelle. <laughs> that sounds totally true. I buy that 100%. That story is so crazy, but there's no way it was made up, right? Yeah. There's no way. Well, yeah, no, that's that. those are their names. It was unbelievable. These were just the nicest little old ladies. They were just fabulous, sat in there, shot the, uh, shot the breeze with them for a while. They were just absolute the best. But I thought, that is so wild. And it got me thinking how far we've come right. in terms of technology. It was something like, okay, when Olivia was born, from the moment... You know, eight weeks on. You were hearing the heartbeat. Yeah, you're seeing it. Exactly. You know the gender, everything. And think about these ladies. Yeah. When they were born, they didn't even know know another one was in there. Right. Another one's coming. That totally sounds legit. I think about this all the time with my daughter because there's so many things that it's like, you know, it's like, don't let her sleep on her stomach. Don't let her have blankets and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how did people even live a hundred years ago, right? <laughs> that, that mom didn't even know she was eating for two, <laughs> right? Don't eat, don't eat this. Don't drink that. This could be this. It's, they didn't even know this, this <laughs> other baby was in there. They didn't even have a name picked out. Oh, I bet they were just cute as can be, though, weren't they? And can you imagine? Now, again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't obviously happen today in almost every case because of ultrasounds, whatever. You've had a baby. Because I asked him, I said, well, what, like, what happened? Like, they had the one baby and they thought they were done. And then, oh, here comes another. Yeah. 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 You've had a baby. You've gone through the, having now experienced the having a baby process mm-hmm. and knowing what that was like. I can't even imagine to be done with that and then having to tap my wife on the shoulder and go, Hey, I think there's another one there's coming another up. another one coming. <laughs> I'm sure the doctor was like, whoa, hey, you're not done yet. Wait, what? Yeah, we're going to need you to do that again. Uh, but those are interesting names. Yeah. Were they, were they French? Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask them their- <laughs> You didn't ask them the history of, of the name? Like, No. Those are, those I was are so, interesting names. I was so blown away when they said, yeah, they didn't know I was coming. Like, I just, I couldn't, like, I, I was frozen. Have you ever had that where- it's not like shocking. It's not mm-hmm. as though someone told you, Rob, Martians have landed in Fresno, California, and here's the proof. But where something is just told to you and you're, what, like your brain will physically not move past <laughs> the thing that they've told you. And I'm tr- I was just trying to fathom. And it's my own age bias in the sense of I only understand pregnancy from the standpoint of a modern day pregnancy that how could you not know there's another baby in there? But how would you? Yeah. Um, okay. So th- those are interesting names. And I wonder if the older one walks around. I'm the oldest all the time. <laughs> you know, twins do that. Uh, I just totally made my day. They were great. It's very sweet ladies. Very okay. Nice. Let's talk about what uh, Kamala Harris is or isn't saying. I This is just the maybe one of the greater word salads that she's thrown together. I don't know how you want to sauce this one up. Oh, you can't. You just got to let... So she's talking to Al Sharpton. And my favorite part of this is Al... When did Al Sharpton... Like, why is he... Hosting talk shows? Yeah. What about it? He Like, I know he's been doing it over at MSNBC Mm -hmm. for years now. Yeah. But what about Al Sharpton... Are you like, boy, that's a guy that is just going to just draw the ratings in? Yeah. Activist turn interviewer? I don't know, but I can't figure out what she's talking about. So, she, so, so, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but the 
you have to picture as she's saying this, like, okay, Casey, you're a you're a, a broadcaster. You've hosted all sorts of shows. You've asked all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions. When Jefferson Shreve was on with us, because that's kind of the most high profile recent interview we did, where there was something that would involve, you know, a high level of pushback. When he would say things, we would ask a follow-up question, like, the heck are you talking about? When he was talking about how raising the gun age is going to prevent kids from getting guns. And it's like, no, dude, they already aren't supposed to have the gun. You simply going from 18 to 21 isn't going to affect if a 15-year-old illegally gets a right, gun. Right, there's, there's already 14-year-olds who have the gun. And when he's saying that, the looks on both of our faces were like, what in the world are you talking about? And then we asked a follow-up question. Picture this, what you're about to hear, and Al Sharpton is just nodding in agreement mm-hmm. the whole time. There are forces that are intentionally trying to divide us as a nation. We need to be clear-eyed about that also. So when I think about this fight, it is also a fight to, to unify and to resist the, the forces that are trying to divide us. You know, let's not be manipulated and let's not, um, let us not be deterred. We cannot be tired. We cannot be overwhelmed. But let us also in this moment understand the significance and the importance of bringing our country together around, again, foundational principles about who we are as America. And I say that as Vice President of the United States. I really thought she was going to say the passage of time in there at the end. You know what it sounds like to me? I She's talking about forces that are trying to divide us, which is her. She's the forces trying to divide us and yes. then trying to unify us in another part. It really reminds me of somebody who's trying to do business speak. And they just want to check all the boxes. Like, oh, yeah. We're going to push the envelope. We're going to circle back to that. It's a totally different type of animal. Do you know what I mean? She's like just trying to say all the things, but it doesn't make sense. She is the real life version of that episode where Peter Griffin runs for school board on Family Guy. And at the school board debate, you take the good, you take the bad, <laughs> you take the rest. And there you have my opening statement. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. And Al Sharpton is just sitting there nodding <laughs> along. Like, part. he doesn't even know what she's saying. But like, how a- do you ask a follow-up question to that? You just look at her go, like, what the heck are you talking about? What? Uh, all right, voicemails are next. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is the portion of the program where we turn it over to you with your questions, comments, and smart remarks. The phone number 317-684-8444. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, so my wife has started doing something that is hilarious and is going to become a part of this program. Um, And I'll get to it in a second because you are a technological person and Kev is a technological person. I have no idea how she's doing this, Mm -hmm. but it is I've sent it to you and you can confirm it it is indeed uh, hilarious and great. But the phone call is going to get us to what I want to talk about. And so uh, on whatever this was, Friday, Thursday, all these days run together. I think it was Thursday. 
uh, our old pal Silent Suzanne. Yeah. Suzanne Crouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know her. She's the lieutenant governor. We call her Silent Suzanne because she's silently sat by as Eric Holcomb has had meet and greets with domestic terrorists, uh, shut the state down, put a million people out of work, tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. Uh I mean, it's just a, you know, a lawn, the, lawn, the largest tax increase in state history. I mean, just a laundry list of things that she said absolutely nothing. Now she's running for governor and she wants you to believe that she's some super conservative and it's going to be just uh, she's like Reagan arising from the dead if she's, you know, elected <laughs> governor. And we're not letting that her get away with that here on this radio yeah, show. Yeah, she said she wants to eliminate the individual income tax by the end of her first term if she's elected governor. OK, so we talked about this on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got uh, now I'm and it, she did this. It, she didn't admit this, but we're telling you what she did. She did this in response to Curtis Hill dominating the news cycle. He was on this show about how he said, hey, if I'm governor, no mask mandates right. are going to exist in the state of Indiana. She obviously can't say that because she cheerleaded or cheerled or leaded led whatever as Holcomb instituted mask mandates for everyone and in fact tried to put you in jail for mm-hmm. not following it. So she can't yep. do that. So she came up with this ridiculous idea of I'm going to get rid of income tax. And a bunch of people raised their hand, including Curtis Hill, and was like, hey, lady, how do you propose you pay for that? Because we all know you're not cutting government, and you got to come up with $8 billion. Now, if it were me, as I said on Friday, watch me whip, watch me nay-nay as I chop you know, $16 billion out of this budget. We don't all know Suzanne's not doing that. She's totally disingenuous, and uh, people are seeing... Right through that. She's not a government cutter. She's not a government reformer. She's not someone interested in, you know, streamlining or getting $8 billion removed out of the, the government. And so, lady, you're full of crap. Yeah, she's interested in becoming governor. Yeah, a- absolutely. So we did get a phone call about that. Hey, Rob, Casey, it's Mike. Um, so if they're saying that that would be an $8 billion shortfall, then what are they doing with all the money other than handing over too much to the angry red-shirted teachers? with the property tax deal. The sales tax, every tax you can think of, we're being held accountable for, but yet they can't hold themselves accountable for what they're doing to the American people or for what they're doing for the people of the state of Indiana. This is ridiculous. It's legalized vote buying. And I've told this story many times. Casey, when I showed up at this radio station seven years ago, and was saying the exact same things I'm saying now about these exact same people, there were a lot of people who did not want me on WIBC because it was, the tradition was Republican, good, mm-hmm. Democrat, bad. Right. And WIBC is the station that cheers for the good guys. And over time, more and more people to where I think it's the majority of people who listen to this radio station now see, even if you hate my guts or my personality or whatever, he's right. These people are full of it. They do, they do want bigger government. They do want bigger government at bigger costs. They are participating in legalized vote buying. And that's what they do. They collect as much of your tax money as they believe they can get away with. And the problem is the Republicans don't fear the Democrats because the Democrats are insane psychopaths on social issues. And so people go, well, like, you know. Not yeah, going to vote for them. Yeah, they're taking too much of my money over here. But, man, they want to teach my little kids sex in kindergarten over here. So what am I going to do? I guess I'll vote to have more of my money taken. And the Republicans have recognized this. The leadership, who is wholly controlled by the donors and the lobbyists, recognize this and give their marching orders out to people. Mm-hmm. And so it's legalized vote buying. Look at what they did the last session where they screwed up and couldn't spend the money fast enough. 
a year before. So they got caught and had to give the automatic taxpayer refund, which was put in place for the very reason of, hey, if government brings in more than it needs, you should get the money back because it's your money to begin with. Well, the Republicans weren't going to have that. Suzanne Crouch and Eric Holcomb were not going to have that. So they allowed the state law to be changed to say, well, now you got you got to hit a different threshold to get the money back. And now that they knew what was coming, they could deliberately spend mm-hmm. on one-time legalized vote-buying expenditures right. to ensure you didn't get any money. Right. Rather than give it back to the people, give it back to Hoosiers, we're, we're going to spend it really quick. So um, that is Suzanne Crouch's proposal. She's full of crap. She doesn't actually want to give you money back. She is responding to Curtis Hill in the fashion she thinks she best can because she's totally super vulnerable on mask mandates. She chose the one thing that will benefit the donor and lobbyist crowd the most, which is the income tax. Notice she's not proposing a freeze on property taxes or she's not saying, hey, we should reset the gas tax to 2017 levels. It's not something that would actually help you as a poor middle class person who's listening to us going to work every day. It's the thing that would help the big business rich guys that control her campaign the most. Well, it's not even that. She says that her administration would create a commission (laughs) to examine the government agencies Ah. and then identify where cuts could be made. Oh, so okay. So she would be elected in 24. Mm -hmm. So she'd be sworn in by 25. So maybe by like, like 27. And here, and we've already had this case. See, this is the problem. We've already had this. When Mitch Daniels was governor, he had Joe Kernan, who was the former governor. Now, I believe Joe Kernan passed away a couple of years ago. Maybe it was last year. And Randy Shepard, who was the former chief justice of the Indiana State Supreme Court, came together and, co- and created what was called the Kernan Shepard Report. And what this was, was a long laundry list of reforms needed to state and local governments, primarily local governments, but I mean, it was all across the board. Hey, these are all things that need to happen from consolidation, et cetera. That was 15 plus years ago or whatever it was. You know how many of those have been implemented, Casey? Mm -mm. Just about zero of Mm. them have been implemented because what happens is they hold the book up and go, oh my gosh, we got this report on how we fix all the problems. And Kernan Shepard, to its credit, would have fixed a lot of issues. And you know what happens? These lawmakers then go back to their district, and in the case of like local government consolidation, these township trustees who are getting rich off being trustees going, we're not doing that. And the lawmakers come back and go, we're not doing that. And it ends up being a colossal waste of time. If you want something done in state government as the governor, because clearly the Republicans have made very clear, whatever the governor wants, we roll over and play dead for, just do it. You don't need a commission. Do you think that Silent Suzanne would have that sort of uh, authority over the General Assembly? Because ultimately, the General Assembly has to approve any tax cut. Now, Holcomb, yeah, he's gotten whatever, everything he wants. But would she, if she were in that position? Well, this is why when we talk a lot about the upcoming election, Micah Beckwith is going to be far more important than the governor's election. I know that sounds crazy and people are going to go, oh, you're just saying that because you and Micah are buddies. No, we are buddies and we're very close. But the reason Micah's election to lieutenant governor is going to be more important than the governor is even even Curtis Hill, okay, who's probably the most outsider, I guess, of any of the people running for governor. He's still pretty insider, right? He he was attorney general. Mm -hmm. He's worked in Mm -hmm. the system. He did some fine things as attorney general. He did some not fine things. But he's still connected and is a part of that kind of machine in some capacity 
And so you have somebody who wants to be in public. Curtis clearly wants to be in public office. We're not going to lie to our audience and act like Curtis is just doing this because he loves his country so much. No, he wants to be in office. That's why he ran for attorney general. That's why he ran for Congress. That's why he's running for governor. He wants to be in office. With Micah Beckwith, you have someone who genuinely does not care if he's in public office or not and is genuinely doing it to make a difference. And he is a complete and total outsider and will use. The bully pulpit is the most important thing. This is why I've been so upset with uh, a lot of these politicians who don't do anything. Well, I'm one man. What could I do? You have the ability to use the bully pulpit. And... The biggest thing they have is the ability to lead. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You have the ability to lead. You should absolutely lead and expose this to people of what's going on. And so it, it almost does it in a weird way. You need more than one person. One person is not the bully pulpit necessary. You need multiple people moving and pulling the football in cahoots, you know, at the same time. All right. So before we get to a break, and I'm going to post this in a little bit when we come back actually let's let's take a break mm-hmm. and i'll tell everybody with hammer because i want hammer to see this too about something my wife is working on yeah and um because i think it's absolutely fabulous and hilarious and it'll become a part of the show and it involves all the little nicknames we've given people etc so uh all right let's take a break we'll talk about it with hammer when we come back you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 1046. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel Show joins us in the studio. Uh, so I have a question for you because this was a discussion around my place over the weekend. You know, you had your preseason NFL games. Uh, where does that rank? Is that higher or lower than regular season NBA and regular season baseball? Oh, way lower of both. You think so? At least when you buy a ticket for a regular season NBA or Major League Baseball game, mm-hmm. even if it's on a random Wednesday, Pacers against the Hawks or, you know, Reds against the Brewers, Cubs against the Pirates. At least you know that counts in the standings. And you never know what you're going to see that night because you will see the best players play pretty much the entire game. Preseason NFL, I ranked that somewhere in between a colonoscopy and <laughs> a trip to the dentist. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to watch any of that. You, you, like, you would rather watch regular season hockey. Or any Regular other sport. season over preseason, okay. pretty much anything. Okay. Now, the thing about preseason NFL, Rob and I have talked about this before, is that you get really excited at first. The game is back. I see the helmets and the announcers, and oh, after about five minutes later, it's like, well, this sucks. Mm. Uh, I have a question. I'm gone for like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and you're in my spot, <laughs> and the camera has been moved. Like, you couldn't sit down for like literally. Six minutes. I've had this conversation with you before, and I'm glad that you uh, clearly paid attention. 
Anybody worth a damn knows, and this is something they teach you when you're a young broadcaster, when you stand up, you project better, you sound better, you have more energy. I would stand up on this mic, but for some reason it doesn't go all the way up. And I think Casey's is broken uh, over there too. And I've explained this to you, but you can't get that through your head because you don't listen to anybody else because you're a dumbass. Oh, so Rush Limbaugh had it wrong, right? You know more about it than Rush Limbaugh. When Rush Limbaugh got started in Sacramento, he stood up. How do you know? You got some photo of him? Is there some video of him broadcasting, standing up? What, the consult- get- Actually, if you'll listen for a second, the consultants that we used to have for this radio station used to work with Rush. And when he saw me standing up, he said, you know who else used to do that when he first started? It was Rush. Later, when he became a little larger physically yeah. and had some health issues, he sat down. So sorry if me standing up and sounding good hurts your feelings, but on behalf of everybody listening right now, <laughs> learn something and go to hell. So what about Nigel? Is he just lazy? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Again, it. How many times do I have to tell you? Yes. Hey, I'm Mark, lucky he even shows up to work. He's off this Wednesday. Up. Now you're a part of the problem too. I'm totally problem. on his side. In fact, uh, in the South problem. Bend, I actually helped design a studio and they asked for my input and I said, I want to stand up board. Rob's the kind of guy that walks through the airport TSA, two guns in his hands and his pants hanging off. You guys are the problem, not me. <laughs> I can assure you, other than by force, I'm never walking through an airport to get on TSA anything. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Because you're kind of hip with technology. You know stuff about technology. So are you. Uh, do you know anything about artificial intelligence? Well, every once in a while, we have AI Tucker come on the program. <laughs> AI Joe Biden uh, is a friend of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, this scares the hell out of me. What, where are you guys at on the artificial intelligence? It will help productivity, but I don't want it to go too far. Well, that productivity could be your job, right? right? We are the productivity. <laughs> yes. Helping right. productivity is not something we want. Yes. That's I do I'm think saying. there are some don't areas, you know, we had a story last week where some scientists overseas said that some sort of AI program is able to help diagnose if you have some sort of disease seven years earlier, like dementia yeah. or something. So yes, there are ways it can help. But at the same time, if you're working at McDonald's, if you're working at somewhere where a computer is probably already in process, you know, the self-serve kiosks, yeah. your job's probably gone. Okay. I ask this because I, you guys know, I know nothing about technology. I can do email. Oh, I, I thought c- you knew everything. I know everything from radio broadcasting to everything else. Hey, look, did Trump tell you you're terrific and a great dream and he wished every interview with you could be just like this? No, I don't think so. And you know what? I wasn't standing up then either. I wasn't massaging his thighs either. <laughs> Continue on. Uh, so I, you know, I, I can do email. I can do uh, I can do Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, all those sort of things. But most, you text very well. well. I can text. I'm yeah. fine. But <laughs> most of the... Uh, you can That's such it. an old guy yeah. compliment. You can text very well, Grandpa. <laughs> he does. That's a strong dad compliment. Um, uh, but... but but I know nothing about, like, in general, the newer versions of technology. And this artificial intelligence, I don't understand how it works or what or why, but it scares the hell out of me. However, my wife spends her life in computers. She works in cybersecurity, so she knows all the stuff about all the computers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently, just like you guys have AI Tucker, which is audio, there's AI visual mm-hmm. with pictures. Yeah. Yes. 
and there's some sort of something. I don't know if it's an application. Like, where does the AI exist? Is there AI.com? Is there uh, an AI village? Well, you go I to? know you didn't recognize it when Chris Christie called uh, Vivek Ramaswamy Chat GPT, yeah, yeah. but that's a good place to start. Is that a website? Yes. You just go to, to just wherever? You just Google Chat GPT and this... it's a program that exists. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So she went to one of these programs that exists and she is now able to make images based on what she prompts the AI to enter in Mm -hmm. and the thing will change in real time versus what she tells the AI to enter. Okay. So like, for example, if I wanted to do a video of Casey talking about underwater basket weaving, she could take this program and make it look like Casey is right doing that conversation. So what she has done, and again, she tried to explain it to me, and it was just like, it might as well have been Chinese or Ukrainian or whatever, and I just went and said, that's nice. I'm on the radio. <laughs> Is She has prompted the AI to draw, draw paint, create, yep. whatever, photos around the people we have given nicknames to on our show. Okay, like Silent Suzanne? Like Silent Suzanne. Perfect. Bingo. Yes. And the the prompt, and this is just scares the hell out of me, and I I don't, I'm not even sure I want to live in a world where this exists. <laughs> she will give them care. So she will take the face of the person to impose it into the body, is the way I understand this, and then will give the AI characteristic prompts about the person, mm-hmm. and it will draw the person and the surroundings and everything else based upon... With the prompts she gives. So it's the right. person's face, but the body and the description yep. and everything else is based solely on the prompt entered into wherever the thing is entered into. So we need to have her create Joe Biden doing a welcome to a night with WIBC <laughs> this year. And that, you know, sets the stage, which, by the way, I believe tickets go on sale tomorrow. Yes. Um, so like one of the ones is she did Trump and Pence in some sort of fight scene, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and over the next several weeks, as we talk about these underachieving Indiana politicians, because, you know, whether it's Holcomb or the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd or, you know, Duke of Spendingburg or whoever, she has an AI drawing of these people and the first one when we go to a break at Robin Kendall on Twitter the first one I'm going to unveil mm-hmm. is Silent Suzanne Crouch okay so follow Rob M. Kendall on Twitter yes. right now and the first of many yes. AI video rollouts featuring your favorite Indiana pals yes. mm-hmm. Silent Suzanne is coming and, up and it is important to know she did not create Suzanne Crouch she created Silent, Silent. Suzanne Crouch <laughs> right Casey you have seen this I've not sent this to you yet You've you, seen you haven't posted it yet no have no, you? no. Okay. it is phenomenal is it not it is and it's, it's amazing it's kind of creepy she how her, accurate it is she spent her whole Sunday and she was just she would sit over there and she would just start laughing and I was like what the hell are you doing she's like I'll show you later and then at the <laughs> Honey, the, the baby is now walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm working on the glasses on the AI Silent Suzanne. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? I will show you later. And then, because she's the one who did the wanted poster mm-hmm. for all, or the mug shots. Yes. The WIBC. Which was phenomenal. Yes. And I, I have no idea how she does it or what she does, but I just know that she has never been happier and my marriage has never been better. <laughs> <laughs> so just let her stay in that room yes, for a while. Absolutely. And play around on the computer. This kid is singing Pavarotti. I'll get to in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty spot on, though. Yeah, this it's picture. great. We will I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, it's just, in fairness, right now it is just a an actual picture. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a like a 15th or 16th century portrait type is the okay. the 
like montage or whatever mm-hmm. she's going for with these and uh there's just a litany of them so i can't wait oh it's great it's they're gonna phenomenal. come rolling on out all right so uh what do you have coming up this afternoon uh oh, did man. i see moonshine moonshine monday it's a thing it yeah. exists today we're going to try peanut butter and jelly moonshine from sugarlands <laughs> so that's coming up this afternoon uh we've got senator mike braun we are going to ask him straight up if you become the governor, what are you going to do about masks, lockdowns, vaccine mandates? Mm-hmm. All of those questions mm-hmm. will be asked if he calls in today. Perfect. I was going to whip out the moonshine on debate night. Uh, the it, Swindell, right? Yeah, Cole Swindell. Cole Swindell, yeah. and uh, He's got a brand. They partnered with some celebrities, like Chipper Jones uh-huh. has a moonshine. You gave me one of those, and I thought, well, this would be a good night to open that up, debate night. But then when we were live tweeting, I realized that maybe I shouldn't be drinking a whole mason jar of moonshine and live tweeting. That could well, get, you that and could I have lived different lives, my friend. <laughs> different lives. Hey, can you ask a question for DeBron for me? Just say it's from Rob from Brownsburg. <laughs> what? What do you plan to do about property taxes? Okay. Perfect. Boy, right. See, it wasn't that reasonable. You thought it was going to be something ridiculous. Right. I, I was waiting for some sort of ridiculous, you know, thing. But all right, that's a fair Remember question. Remember when you hit the people of Indiana in the face with a shovel when you voted <laughs> for that gas tax? <laughs> all right. I'll pass that on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in, Burger Chef. Thank you. It's Ken Pepper. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.